Yeah, so I've been sitting at a bar. But you are the whole idea of this. Whenever I got to stay here um, for that month, and me and you would just be late and we'd just be having drinks, and you went on some pretty ranty things. <laughs> well, um, we were a lot more drunk at that point. The night's um, young. We're on Bourbon 1. Yeah, yeah. So what? Hi. And welcome to the first episode of Drinking With Their Dad. Happy Father's Day 2021. I'm your host, Austin Jones, and today our guest is a veteran, a scientist, a husband, a father of two, Maurice Robert Eichenberger. He has a few nicknames, some he's given himself, such as the Rob Father, Ike, the Gangster of Love, not sure who calls him that one, but you'll hear more about it in this episode. We talk about some of his favorite bars, growing up in a very Catholic city of Louisville, and raising his daughters. We did have a peanut gallery on this episode, so you might hear our editor and producer Paige Klein pop in. Uh, you might also hear Rob's wife uh, laughing on the other side of the room and giving her perspective on things. Um, but other than that, let's rock and roll. Well, let's start off real nerdy. Okay. I expected nothing less, because you are... <laughs> I drove by your work, actually, this morning. A lot? Yep. And what would you say your job is? Because I'll tell you what I think it is, and you tell me where I go wrong. All right. So I am trained as a molecular biologist. Uh, so I've got a couple degrees in biology, but all of them, both of them are focused on DNA, RNA, protein. So molecular biology. Uh, but now I'm uh, probably about 75, 80% administrative uh, as a director of a research institute at U of I. How many people are under you? Because, I mean, we've met some of the students and stuff. Um, I don't know. Uh, it varies. Um, 10, 15, 20, depending. Yeah. And you guys, you currently research cancer, too. Is that, am I making that up? So the one lab that um, the research manager for and I've, I've been a part of for over 20 years is uh, a lab that's very interested in uh, colorectal diseases and how you can fix them or make diagnoses better uh, using molecular biology, RNA, DNA, protein kind of stuff. So that's that's what I do, uh, have done for a long time, 30 years almost, next year. and. Uh, to plan a big party for your, your big 30, 30 year re reunion? 30 year anniversary. Anniversary, that's the word. <laughs> I understand. Um, you get confused, especially after a few drinks. That's true. Yeah. Um, um, so you said you have three degrees? Two. Two, two degrees. Almost three. Uh, yeah, kind of crashed and burned in a third, but that's okay. Two out of three is not bad. Oh, I do know this, actually. You, you didn't write a dissertation. I did not. Gotcha. And any reason why? Um, you make me cry. Then. Oh, okay. No. Exciting. <laughs> this is a roller coaster. No, 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 no. Well, uh, you, you're saying I, that I actually, I actually finished all the uh, the classwork for a PhD, um, and um, I uh, did not do well on my what's called a preliminary exam. Uh, so, um, 
I basically said, well, or they were like, well, just take the masters and we'll call it good. And I was like, fine. And then a few months later, my unit got put on uh, uh, alert orders. Uh, and uh, what too long that I got deployed. So your unit, um, you're in the army. I know that. I was. What, well, yeah, you're not currently anymore. You've been um, retired for from the army for how many years? Seven years. Seven or eight. I thought it was a lot longer. I didn't know it was that short. 2014. So yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. No way, my first name's not Rob or Robert. It's the Rob Father. No, no. It's, I know. I it. know what it is. It's Maurice. I'm the gangster above. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Did uh, why Maurice? Uh, named after my grandfather. Uh, your dad's dad or your mom's my, dad? My dad's dad. My dad's dad was Maurice Robert Eichenberg. Uh, he is uh, long since passed. He's buried in Cave Hill Cemetery, along with a lot of the other Eichenbergers. <clears throat> um, my father is Maurice Frederick Eichenberger, which is even more... Wow. <laughs> if I had a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you your dad's name. Uh, it's just Papa. I don't know. No, it's Ike. Uh, everybody... Oh, I did know that. Yeah, so... The fortunate or unfortunate part about being a male named Eichenberger is, at some point in your life, you are going to be Ike, Ike, Ike. Ike. So, um, high school, late high school, army, it's Ike. Uh, so, if some I can always tell who's calling. So, if it's somebody's calling for Ike, I know it's like either army or high school. If uh, somebody says Maurice, uh, they want money. <laughs> you do go by the Rob Father, by me and everybody I've told to call you that, and your daughter. Right. That, Which, that's important too, because that never came up. The reason we know each other is because I date your daughter, and I think you're okay with that because you're sitting down doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, but that could change quickly. I did buy you a <laughs> bottle of bourbon and a six-pack of beer, and you said, fuck it. That's basically how it happened. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? You know, no weirder shit for less. <laughs> we call you the Rob Father, I think, because I've seen never the whole movie, but you and I have watched The Godfather a lot at random parts of the yes. movie. Uh, parts one and two. And you are the quickest to be like, I know what movie it is, and you're like, hey, you know what movie this is? <laughs> the quickest to remind me of a movie we've seen a thousand times. Yeah, we do tend to go back to uh, <clears throat> catchphrases around here. Uh, Speaking of the army, um, Sarah wanted me to to ask you about the zoo. I I really want to hear that. You don't have to say it if you don't want to. Oh, it's funny. I yeah, didn't uh, tell Paige and Rob the punchline, but I told them the setup. All right. So, a little bit of background. So I was um, deployed for for a year uh, overseas, and then I was um, so you, before you leave you. you you're gone for another month, month and a half, whatever, pre-deployment. So you're away from home, or I was away from home for about 14 months. Um, most of which was in uh, Afghanistan. So when I get back, and it's a, it's a quick transition. So literally at a forward operating base, two weeks later, I'm at home back in the civilian world. Um, you know, getting ready to go back to the regular job and everything. Which is, makes your head 
swirl a little bit. Anyway, the zoo. <laughs> there we are, and we're at the zoo. Taking the girls, love going to the zoo. They always did, always did. Uh, uh, Kim, my wife's there too. We're wandering around. Uh, we go see the gorillas. Actually, I don't think we've gotten to see the gorillas yet, but that's a very pointless detail that you don't need to know. There's a little cafe. We have lunch. It's great. <clears throat> so it's time to uh, get our stuff together, clean it up, and uh, you know, go see the other stuff. Go see the gorillas. Well, I just complete uh, uh, reactionary thing. I just said, "All right, let's please up your shit. Let's get out of here." <laughs> well, for those who aren't military, "please up your shit" means you get all your stuff together, clean up, make sure you don't leave any trash behind, and we're moving out. And my daughters looked at me like I had three heads. Because uh, I never cussed in front of my daughters, ever. And it's like, Mommy, what's wrong with Daddy? <laughs> it was uh, it was kind of funny, though. And in retrospect, I think Sarah thinks it's one of the greatest stories I've ever heard. Um, Nick, you grew up in the south side of Wolfenbüttel. Correct. Which uh, isn't necessarily well, redneck. But well, no, no. So, no, no. Uh, I, I lived in south central. Gotcha. Which sounds no, no, it's it's not South, South Central, Central Los Angeles, Angeles, right? No, South Central Lowell area, L.A. Right? Different L. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but don't get me wrong; it's nothing. Uh, it's not like um, South Central L.A., but it, it has a vibe of very uh, pew pew <laughs> ah, pew pew. Uh, so I mean, it was uh, it, it was actually really good place to grow up I mean back then you know people getting shot was not like it is nowadays it was you there would be fights there'd be stabbings or there'd be you know whatever but people weren't getting you know annihilated <clears throat> um, it was very multi-ethnic we had um, um, there was lots of african-americans hispanics uh, a lot of white trash uh, <laughs> As a matter of fact, they were by far the biggest problem. Um, yeah, it was, I, I really enjoyed growing up there. Uh, all my friends from grade school and stuff, they grew up in the same neighborhood. And, uh, yeah, good times. Uh, it does remind me of, of a story, though. All right, you said the word stabbing, and that made me think of one. And I don't know if we're thinking of the same one, but go on. Did it involve a little person? I don't know the height of it, but once you hear, so-and-so's okay. Oh, no, that was a different one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but I, yeah, I need to hear about this little person. Uh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, this is how I get the story. So, my brother and I and family had just gotten back from a track meet. <clears throat> so it was, um, you know, early, late spring, early summer. We come home, and, um, uh, uh, there was a park right by the house, uh, uh, South Central Park. <clears throat> there was a commotion uh, over by the basketball courts, and uh, ran over to see what was going on. Well, everything kind of cleared out, and people ran away. Um, 
talk to uh, one of the guys. I said, what? What's going on? He said, oh, uh, druggie, uh, tweaker dude, uh, climbed up a tree, tried to hang himself. <clears throat> and then there was a, uh, a young man who happened to be a little person who everybody knew in the neighborhood. Oh, great guy. <clears throat> Had climbed up the tree and cut him out of the tree. So then the tweaker fell down and ran across the street, up, uh, got up in a big tall tree, <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, now there's cop cars coming in and there's fire trucks. And so we're out in front of our house and about 150, yeah, maybe 100 meters away, up in a tree, you can see this tweaker. <clears throat> well, my dad, who couldn't see him really well, decided he was going to try and see him a little better. So he pulled out his rifle, but it had a scope on it. <laughs> There's my dad looking through the scope of the rifle at the tweaker in the tree. And it, and nobody said a damn word. Everybody's like, this is just normal. Hey, you need to see better. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. well, welcome to Lincoln Avenue. Yeehaw. Sorry. That was cheers. Wow. <laughs> that story that... You, <laughs> you, you, no comments? <laughs> I also wonder if he saw your dad. I don't think he saw anything. <laughs> got it. Got it. He saw unicorns and stars. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Hilarious. Hey, Ken. What was the name of the guy at uh, uh, Juanita's? His, uh, Timmy. Timmy. That's it. I couldn't remember his name. Timmy's wounds were not life threatening. Yeah. You gotta start to finish. Oh, good lord. Can't we go like, come on, this is, we can. We can hit you with, um, I got some rapid fire questions. I think I've heard that story about the. Timmy? Or the person who oh, was stabbed at Juanitas. Juan, well, it was Juanitas. It wasn't Juanitas. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Not authentic. I have heard that story though about the person that was stabbed. Like Tim, he showed up like right after <clears throat> he was stabbed, and then they were like, "Oh, it's okay." <laughs> yeah, it was on New Year's Eve. Um, that was it. Maybe yeah. a year ago. Yeah. Um, we had been somewhere else, and it was pretty lame, so we thought we'd go to Juanita's and, you know, have fun. Because it was cheap. We used to go there in college. Uh, it was super cheap. Cheap, then, is what? How much is a beer? Buck fifty. Buck. And that's just for, for like, a bottleneck? Just, like, a Bud Light? That's for a draft. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Juanita's is still the place. Like, that's still the price. Well, Juanita's, uh, funny enough to mention, uh, is, is not a bar anymore. It's just a liquor store. And a uh, guy just got killed last week there. Could be Timmy. Uh, might, his luck might have run out. Yeah. Oh, there was a bartender there named Whitey who was a uh, heroin addict. And he lived above the, uh, the bar. And he put a piece of sheet metal underneath his bed just so he wouldn't get shot. Bullet holes. Bullet holes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Is there were there holes in the ceiling? Did the sheet metal stop them? Um, he didn't get shot. 
<clears throat> Good, okay, yeah. We did. <laughs> Nobody didn't die, but that. Yeah, sorry. Well, I I mean, I don't know him. I don't know that guy. Yeah. So he was slinging dollar fifty drafts. So that might be the guy to know. He was a creepy dude. I mean, I guess he was okay, but he was he was. He lived. He was a heroin addict who lived above a bar who put sheet metal underneath his bed. Yes. If that sentence doesn't end and he's a creepy dude, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Ever a stand-up guy? He became a preacher. I don't know. Hey, Kim. Yeah. You remember Whitey, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and his name's Whitey. Whitey. Oh, yeah. Whitey, Whitey he was always real uh, edgy. He was always very nervous, very tweaky, kind of, yeah, I know, surprise. But. <laughs> and his name's Whitey. I don't, I only know one Whitey. Whitey Bulger? Yep. That's him. Um, I saw that movie with Johnny Depp yep. and did not get good reviews, but. I never saw it. It's a little slow, um, yeah. but we have every streaming thing possible, so... Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Dead air, man. Come on. I'm trying on, here. Keep, keep, keep it pushing. Come on. We can edit. You only have, yeah, we can edit. You only have girls. Did you... Can you imagine raising boys? <clears throat> because you grew up with all boys, and you have lived in a house with all girls for 26-ish years. 25-ish years. Correct. Um... Uh, no, uh, I'd be honest, uh, uh, the thought of <clears throat> raising boys is, it seems very alien to me at this point. Um, I think it would have been much harder on the boys, maybe, don't know, uh, but I grew up, <clears throat> uh, <coughs> pardon me, I grew up, um, it was me and a brother, no close female cousins, we had a couple of close male cousins uh, dad was a marine uh, mom was housewife they great super supportive but it was uh, you know it wasn't touchy feely it was you know suck it up get over it move on kind of thing which is great uh, I, then I played football was in all guy Catholic high school in the eighties. Um, you say that joined the army. Very, very masculine kind of role there. Well, I think it's just the way it was. Right. I mean, it was nothing special. That's just the way. You it think was. that was the more traditional? Back then, of course. Yeah. I mean, was it good or bad? I'm not here to say. It's just the way it was then. Um, you are really gung-ho on the um, all-male Catholic school, or I guess just Catholic school, which in Louisville is um, the, the norm. Um, so I went to the public high school, which I think is I'm gung-ho about. Um, you went to an all-boys school, and you said it is you didn't have to worry about, like trying to impress anybody? Absolutely not. It, it was, was shit and fart jokes. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, if it, the more gross you could be, the, the, the more funny it was. Uh, snot, uh, farts, poop, you, whatever. Uh, the more disgusting you could be, the more funny it was. There were, there were no limits on how just bodgishly disgusting you could be. Listen, and as a teenager, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, I so, don't think I could imagine you jacket and tie every day. No, no, we, we, we weren't jack and tie. Um, we were, 
you know, uh, tuxedos. Well, that's what they do at Catholic <laughs> Church. The Pope, um, very, um, he wears tuxedo every Friday. Uh, no, it was, uh, yeah, it was just casual. It was yeah, like slacks and a button-down shirt kind of thing. Uh, no biggie. Uh, the main reason that I like cat well, and it's it's not about the religion at all. Uh, the discipline's kind of good. Yeah, especially young boys can get a little weird. Do you think that had anything to do with you going in the military? Because the the dis- the discipline was kind of structured no. in. No, I don't think so. I think uh, I think the the, the most important part about it was the quality of education you got. Um, here in Louisville, uh, Jefferson County, depending on where you go, it's, it's very hit and miss. Very hit and miss. And there's a lot of miss. So my parents were like, well, you're going to go somewhere where they're going to teach you at least the basics before you get to college. And it was always very important that I go to college. There was never any doubt. Is either that or they were going to. Did either, I don't know, did you, neither of your parents went to college? No, neither one. Uh, but it was a different time then, too. So it was in the early 60s, uh, they got married. Her dad was in uh, went the Marine Corps, mom was a housewife, you know. And you could get a good job right out of high school. But he, he went on and became an electrician um, and did quite well at Ford for many, many years. Oh, excuse me. A frothy bird. A froth, we're drinking bourbon. You're having a frothy bourbon. <laughs> I think that's left over from the beer on the golf course. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, it, it was about Catholic schools and all that. It was all about the education. It was, you went to a, you were in a fraternity. Yep. I think being in a small, all-guy Catholic high school was kind of like being in a fraternity. Cause, I can see that. Yeah, it was... Oh, and uh, my some of my best friends are still guys that I went to school with. They're just you know we grew up together. Did some good of guys. Your, did some of your friends that you like grew up with? Did some of them go to non-Catholic boys' high schools? Did they go to like public schools? Or because you said that your parents started making an effort to send you to that school. Yeah, yeah. So especially growing up in South Central. Right. So so the area that I grew up in, you either went to kind of a not-so-great public school, or you uh, you went to a Catholic school. And since I was already in a Catholic grade school, which was, again, sounds a little frilly, but it was the one right next to the projects. <laughs> yeah. Got <laughs> uh, Anyway, and at, at that point, you know, most of the the guys who I was friends with who didn't go to uh, the same grade school, we just sort of lost touch. <clears throat> and I think that's fairly normal. Unfortunately, because some of those guys are super, super good guys, and I wish I could fuck up with them again at some point. <laughs> Did you catch any shit for going to the uppity school? For- no, no. 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 You're not a small guy. I didn't think no. it would lead to much. No. No, I've, I've been lucky with that stuff. So uh, when I was little, <clears throat> I was actually quite small. I know, but um, when I was younger, I was quite small. There we go. Got it. <clears throat> so um, my wife also went to uh, 
Catholic uh, grade 12 high school <coughs> in the south end of Louisville. Now, uh, again, public education here in Louisville, incredibly hit and miss, and again, a lot of miss. So we were not going to take any chances on them. Um, not having an optimal education. So, yeah, we just got it out and paid it, um, which sucked. Well, that, <laughs> I got something to choose to. You just got done paying for school forever. Yes. <clears throat> uh, all my daughters and my wife. Uh, <laughs> the ironic thing is I never had to pay school for myself. <laughs> paid three times. <clears throat> I just paid for everybody else's. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Well, one nice thing about uh, working at UofL is the tuition's free for my daughters. Uh, but housing and living and well, it's kind of a compromise, right? You didn't yeah. pay for school, so we got your housing. We got your this and that. Oh, that's exactly it. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's, a, it's still such a good bargain. I, I'm not complaining at all. So, your wife, Kim, is your high school sweetheart, right? Yes. Yes. As far as you know. Uh, oh, okay. No. <laughs> as far as she knows. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we met, damn, I guess it was in 1984. Wow. And you met at some type of Catholic school function? I don't know this. I was in jail. Wow. Well, for not a real jail. Um, so, uh, it was a um, um, fall festival at DeSales High School. <laughs> and people could uh, pay money and put someone in jail. The, in the gym. The high school jail. Uh, which, by the way, got a little crazy. I mean, a yeah. bunch of Catholic teenagers cramped into a wooden box that the janitor probably built. I think two or three people got got shamed. Wow. Uh, <laughs> two questions or one comment, one question. Yeah. South Central Louisville, yeah, people probably got shanked. No, 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 no. Okay, so the high school I went to was in a much nicer neighborhood. Right. Uh, yeah. But question. I was moving on up. Does, yeah. does shanked mean the same thing it means now? Uh, stabbed with some sort of a sharp object? Didn't know. Catholic high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever been in jail? Uh, yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know if that was an episode one thing, but yeah. yeah that's I, okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, I didn't know that you guys knew for a while. Because I had had a few drinks, and I was like, yeah, I don't think I can tell your parents yet. Tell them? Nope. It doesn't even count them. Exactly. True. Um, and then Sarah said, no, you you told them last night in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Had no clue. Yep. No idea that that even happened. But thank you for keeping me around. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Well, um, well, I think we keep a little mystery, and we tell that in a later episode, how you ended up in jail. That is... Um, You'll know when we've had too much to drink. Whenever I tell that and on then, the internet, and then I can tell the story about. Ooh, the that's couple. a deal. That's a <laughs> deal I'll make eventually. Not today, right now. Yeah. Back to how you met your wife. Though. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
That took wow. a uh, circu- <laughs> circuitous turn. How do you? <laughs> oh yeah, Kim. Yeah. Kim. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So there I was. You were in jail. People were getting shanked. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, people were selling. President Lincoln had just died. Yeah, I saw some dudes do some shit that was should never be allowed. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, did you put me in jail? Uh, no. Uh, I think it may have been my parents or something. Anyway, uh, so there I was in jail, uh, being ah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, Kim. Oh, okay, so I'm going to have to uh, uh, go back in time just just for a month or so. We actually were taking a class together. <clears throat> so the the girls' school, Holy Rosary, um, sent uh, young ladies over to take classes with us. Usually they're more than like the college prep or AP courses and uh, vice versa, so we would go over there. Anyway, Kim and I believe three other young ladies uh, came over for a class called math analysis. It was just like some sort of a, I don't really know what it is. Never liked math much. <clears throat> uh, it has something to do with um, like pre-calculus or something. So there we were. Uh, and in this class, I was with probably about eight or nine other football players. And we were stereotypically obnoxious, uh, just assholes, having a good time. The teacher was a, a young woman, <clears throat> but she didn't seem young to us at the time. But and we were just complete assholes to her. And I, <laughs> if if she's listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> she might. She might. Oh my goodness, we were. Oh. Such horrible human beings at that point in our life. Uh, anyway, so my wife, I think the the first class that she took there, and she saw us and she met us, and she thought I was the worst type of asshole ever. Uh, I really thought you were going to say you were going to tell some big tale about she walked in and immediately fell in love with you. Oh, no, 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 not at all. <clears throat> no, quite the opposite. I'm, I'm quite certain she thought I was... Just a complete tool bag. And you won her over by? Um, I got her one-on-one at wow. the um, the jail. Oh, wow. She she paid to get me out. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And it cost you all of? I have no idea. But then we went to Pizza Hut that night. Um, oh, man. Now was, it's Pizza Hut. I tell you what, Pizza Hut back then was, was the shit. Well, you can't have Pizza Hut, so. Really? That's what they say. Wow. Um, if I had to rank Pizza Hut, it'd be three out of six-ish. I'd give you that. I'd give you that. Um, really? Is that a scale of one to six? Nobody does a scale of one to six. I said six. No, not... No, 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 no. Not out of six. Ranking the top six pizza chains, I would put Pizza Hut at three. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Tracking. Tracking. Another Rob Eikenberger. No, that is not a Rob Eikenberger. That is a military thing. You are the closest thing I have to a military thing. I don't know. Yeah. No fam. Well, no close family in the military. I am not military. Um, so, yeah, I just learned these things from you. Ah. Okay, I'll claim them, and I'll, I'll try and sound more wise. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you met Kim. You fell in love. You guys were married for five years. We six. we got married in... Uh, we, we Well, we started dating in 1984. We got married in 
1990. Uh, didn't have our first kid until 1995. And by the way, I highly, highly recommend being married for years before you have kids. Five minimum, or well, I mean, it depends on your age and what what's going on. But if you have the time and the eggs, and yeah, for sure, for sure, um, yeah, because we were married for five years before we had kids, and it, it was a great. It was, it was the best five years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> you do use the term before kids, after kids. Oh yeah. Now don't get me wrong. Um, when I say it was the greatest, in a different way. Uh, it was just fun, having a good time, just with my best friend. It was great. <clears throat> what did you do in those five years? You guys, you did some traveling? Lots of sex. Wow, okay. Lots of sex. Rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, rock and roll. <laughs> he dug. Not with her, but... Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> and back in jail getting shanked, huh? Well, you know, yeah. You gotta pay the rent. I I've never paid rent like that. No, you you guys met in high school. You did you move in together before no. you got no. married? No. no, we. Oh man, this is this sounds like something out of those fifties. Um, you slept in separate beds. No, no. <laughs> that's a few. well. I saw that. That's because of all the sex I'm having with the other women. Oh, that would be that would be rude, right? It is so funny because he didn't hear you say any of that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah. Um, all right. I lost focus. Something straight out of the fifties. Tried you live so, before you married. No, no. So we uh, we bought a house six months before we got married. The house cost $27,000. It was in a crappy neighborhood that um, uh, we lived. But it was like having a big apartment. and had your own driveway, blah, blah, blah. But we worked for six months getting it fixed up, redoing everything in the place. Uh, oh, there's tons of fleas. Oh, that was disgusting. But anyway, so... Did you have animals? No, we didn't. The person before us did. That is it. Oh, the person. Okay. Yeah. It was nasty. Anyway, we got it all cleaned up. We got it remodeled completely. Every every surface got redone, um, and then um, we got married on uh, July sixth, nineteen ninety. And the first night we spent there was our honeymoon night. The next morning, we went to my in-laws, uh, rifled through all the gift cards, took all the cash, and went to Florida. <laughs> Was, uh, well, we can only eat at Little Caesars tonight. We only got the right. coupon there. Well, and so what had happened as well was, um, again, around six months before we got married, my parents um, very graciously <clears throat> offered to uh, uh, give us a down payment on a house or a really nice honeymoon. And we said, down payment on a house. So, yeah, that's a tech of a deal. Oh, yeah. So... And we, well, we went down to St. Pete, of course. Yeah, that's, uh, you've been <laughs> there for years. We had plenty of money from all the gift cards. It was, it was great. It worked out perfectly. Anyway. Highly recommend that, by the way. If y'all, yeah, don't, don't, don't spend a crap ton of money on uh, honeymoon. Down payment on a house? Honeymoon. If I had to pick one, flip a coin. Tell me about yeah. your wedding. You invited a whole bunch of people. 
No, no, I, I didn't. I know. Your best friend probably did. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, it's all kind of a blur. Wedding days are always a blur, I think, to anybody that's getting married because it's just crazy. It, I remember it was uh, very hot. It was July. Um, we had a big cake. Uh, lots of people dancing kegs. And then, uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, enjoyed it. But it was, it was a very Louisville... Catholic type wedding. It was the uh, the wedding was at Mount Carmel. The uh, reception was at St. Lawrence in the gym, and uh, yeah, we had a DJ. A DJ happened to be a guy that I went to high school with, um, Eric Foster. Eric, um, who actually did Sam's wedding too. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I think that I thought you were a big wedding guy because. Nine times out of ten, any of us are together, we talk about Sam's wedding. Well, it was because of the wedding, because that was a hell of a party. Reception. Jesus Christ. That's, I said it wrong first time. Yeah. You're a big wedding reception guy. But the wedding the wedding started as a goddamn shit show. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. That morning was fucked up. <laughs> I know oh. you had to go get um, Kim's brother. Is that... Oh, that was a whole nother... That was separate from the shit show. That's two shit shows. Wait a minute. No, no, that was a different wedding. Oh, well. So you are a good wedding guy. You go to a lot of weddings. Then. Well, you know, they pay me. So. so tell me about the shit show. What? All right, so... All right, so... <clears throat> we had a bunch of people come here early in the morning. Women, young ladies, bridesmaids, getting their hair done, this and that, bada boom, bada bang. One of them decides she wants to get a hair extension put in as well. Well, this woman... Uh, excuse me, the hairdresser is running late anyway. You know, this one young lady wants a hair extension put in as well, and there's like, I don't know, six, seven? I can't remember. I didn't know she's in there. It was a, it was a guy. Then, I get a text, or my wife says, oh, by the way, has anybody picked up the wedding dress yet? I was like, uh, what? So then I had to speed, like, you know, speed racer, what are you doing? Send it to Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> it's speed like Speed Racer to pick up the dress. Pick up the dress. It's uh, a lot of yeah. responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Considering all I really wanted to do was just be quiet and have a drink and enjoy my daughter getting married. Because I'm paying for all of it. I was going to ask without talking about money. You dropped probably 100000 that day? Oh, God. Uh, a million. At no way. Right. At least, yeah. That's why we always talk about it. Yeah. Pesos. But you get through the wedding, they get married. Oh, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait oh. a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. No, no. This, this story gets better. All right. So they're running stupid late. All right. So we were supposed to be at the church. I can't remember what time it was. Let's say, let's say 2 o'clock. Well, it was already 1 o'clock and we had not left. Wasn't even close to leaving. So I was like, all right, everybody, <clears throat> I'm going to bring this around. Please up your shit. Let's roll. Ah. Yeah. Um, everybody got their stuff together. Da -da -da. We start moving. And we are still going to be pushing it. We are, we are going to be like t 10 minutes late to the church. Well, well, everybody has to wait on the bride. So. Well, you would think. However, Izzy, 
Izzy. Shout out Izzy. <clears throat> giving out all the shout outs. Oh, yeah. Left her dress here. <laughs> so, there's no way we could turn around, right? We were already... You had the precious cargo. Yeah, yeah. We, we could not turn around. So, so one of the bridesmaids, one of the main bridesmaids, had literally left her dress at our house. Was Izzy the maid of honor? Sarah was. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Sure. She, gave, she gave the speech. She gave a very good speech. Uh, the best. The signature tagline I remember from that one yeah. is yeah. statistically... The most likely person to murder you. Yeah. To murder you. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, they're my daughters. So. Yeah. so, you guys are married. Five, five years later, mm-hmm. um, a stork comes to your house. Or did you... I guess the internet wasn't the most popular thing at the time, so you couldn't order it. There were... Was no internet. It's a <laughs> 1995. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. There was sort of nothing like today. Yeah. There was like Napster and yeah. It was so you tight. the stork come. All right. So uh, um, without getting into uh, yep, don't need the microbiology. Without without getting into too much detail, uh, uh, we decided we want to have a kid. Uh, we were in Florida. At the time, uh, no, that's too much detail. Anyway, next story. <laughs> you, you're pregnant. You're so, there. so, so. Uh, it was actually we found out in uh, early October of 1994. Yeah, well, it was back when we were uh, young and healthy, and actually belonged to a gym. And, Worked out and did all that crazy stuff, um, but we were, you know, we'd been. Uh, it only been two months that we were like, you know, trying, trying, and uh, she was off of the uh, the meds. Uh, why well, I can't even remember why, but she took a pregnancy test test uh, that morning. It came back positive, and we're like, what? And then uh, she took another one, <laughs> and it was positive again. It was like, wow. And we kind of freaked out a little bit, and we're, like, super happy. Um, we went to the gym. <laughs> so you knew to get, you found out together, technically? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, um, we went uh, to the gym, worked out. Then uh, it was the first weekend of October because it was the St. James Art Festival. <clears throat> so we went down. I uh, met my brother and uh, his new uh, fiance slash girlfriend at that time, and we were just bubbly, giddy almost. Just <laughs> it was really weird. Uh, the only thing I can think of it uh, to uh, equate it to would be the first time you realized you love somebody, and you just feel sort of giddy and stupid and. Um, yeah, for no rationale, you just smile. And, and that was all in the first, like, 24? Within the first 24 hours. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, told my brother and uh, uh, his, well, soon-to-be wife. And we bought a uh, piece of stained glass to mark the day. Do you have uh, that still? I do. Oh, yeah, I still do. Uh, and it was just crazy. It was just 
So Mark is older. Did he had he had kids at that point? No, no, he wasn't even married at that point. So you were going in blind. You didn't really have no goddamn clue what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, oh, here's a. All right. So if this is for uh, people that you know, are going to be fathers and mothers and all that stuff. Most of my life up to that point, uh, so I was 20, 26 at that point, I believe. Yeah. When we found out we were pregnant. It was up to about 20, 26 that I was petrified of having children. It was, it was, oh, the worst. <laughs> I couldn't imagine anything worse happening <clears throat> until I started having dreams. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. Um, not every night. It was just like once in a while I would have a dream and I'd be a, you know, a dad. And it was like a good thing, not a holy crap, how do I get rid of this thing? <laughs> you know what I mean? <clears throat> no, no, it, it really, um, it, I, I swear I think it was um, physiological um, to some point to where my brain was finally clicked in. It's like, so in this, I don't know about you guys, but. When I was young, especially like high school, you'd have these dreams like, oh, God, uh, I'm pregnant. It would be a fucking nightmare. Highest team right? pregnancy rate in the state. Yeah, yeah it, it would just be a complete nightmare. You'd wake up in a sweat and be like, oh, where's the coat hanger? You know. Jeez. Although <laughs> <laughs> the internet wasn't around. So. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. So, anyway, but around 26, I would start, and again, it wasn't every night. It was, you know, very sporadic. But it seemed incredibly satisfying and like, wow, this is a good thing. So all I'm saying is, you know, if you're ready, if you're ready. I was lucky. My brain switched on to ready before I knew it. Uh, so those nine months. Um, well, I actually, yeah, I know. I was going to ask if you wanted to. Seven months. Uh, that was a crazy, yeah, that's insane. Um, uh, another classic Rob Eikenberger phrase, long story short. Oh, I can't do that one, long story short. <laughs> but, uh, she was uh, too much premature. She had a uh, malrotation of the small bowel. Um, she had to have a third of her uh, uh, small bowel removed. Uh, she dropped down to under um, two pounds for a little while. Um, she was in uh, in ICU for almost two months, but she uh, she did well. She got out of it. She moved on and uh, got healthy. And thank goodness. Uh, baby was <laughs> all right. So the first Jones, baby, Jones, the first baby is like a long drawn out drama. Second baby is literally a thirty minute comedy. <laughs> <laughs> really, it was. It was fast and happy, uh, with with a couple of little uh, uh, changes in uh, in scenery for a moment or two, just to give it a little jazz, right? You know, scene one, scene two, scene three, both theater right. school, yeah, yeah, act one, act two, act three. Sorry, yeah. I, I did take um, uh, theater arts one hundred one. Congratulations! Not everybody can say that. Oh, I fucking hated that class. <laughs> Before you knew. I fucking hated that class. 
before you knew... No, I think you did know. We were at dinner one night, and I don't know what we were talking about, and you go, if I never have to read another fucking play in my life... <laughs> and I said, yeah, I can't wait to graduate this semester. <laughs> oh, oh, the first time we met, we were at Monic. We were. And we were having dinner, um, and literally it's the first time I'd set eyes on you. And you immediately thought... Well, no, I said, so... Uh, we have two microphones in your face. I said, what's your major? And you said, well, uh, theater arts with a uh, criminal justice minor. That's true. And I said, so, you want to act like a cop? You did say that. <laughs> you did say that. <laughs> I don't know if you know the story. Uh, I was so... Scared chillest to meet you and Kim that I shotgun three beers right before dinner. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was also so scared shitless. You go, you want a beer? And in my head, I said, yeah, four. What's four? <laughs> <laughs> and I was also so scared shitless. I was like, yeah, wh- whatever you get, I'll take two. Yeah, I'll take one. You know, whatever you got. No idea in the craft beer scene at that point. That was a hardcore beer. Yeah, I, I think I took it like a champ. You might say otherwise. <laughs> I also think we got the same thing to eat that night, because I was also like... You did. Everything I ordered, you ordered. It was like... Oh, I was hyper-focused on that menu, too. <laughs> uh, oh, so, so again, if this is like uh, dads and kids kind of thing, the first time your daughters uh, they bring a guy home uh, to, to meet, there's a couple ways you can go about it. And there's, you know, obviously you're going to have feelings. <clears throat> but especially when they're still young, they're like, you know, 14, 15. It's like, this is too easy. I can scare this kid just by, you know, farting. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's not it's not about scaring the kid. It's, it's just like, you just want to let them know that there's boundaries and I've killed people for less. <laughs> Say again. I would so tell some of these stories differently. Which one? <laughs> Which one? For for one, the second child. How that was. Uh, we didn't even tell that story. <laughs> well, you said the phrase, and I quote, was it was like a thirty-minute comedy. Yeah. Compared to the first one, the first one was like a, a six-episode drama. I so Sam was craziness. Sarah, uh, Kim was uh, two weeks out from her due date. She was uh, feeling uh, cramping, normal. Uh, she's like, "All right, this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen." So we go down to the hospital. They get her checked out. They're like, "Oh." It's not happening right now. Go home. We'll see how it goes. What were you thinking? I'm thinking, I don't know. I I will listen to whatever my wife says. I'm, yeah, 100%. I'm, yeah, literally just, uh, yep. uh Anyway, uh, we go home. Actually, before we went home, we went to uh, Juanita's uh, Cottage. For restaurant. Oh, 
for lunch. The, the cottage inn. Yeah, the cottage inn over on uh, Eastern Parkway. Yeah. Uh, great salads, by the way. Check them out. Shout out everybody today. Yeah, so we went to lunch. Um, Kim's mom, Barb, went with us. We went home. Uh, we laid down. Uh, I took a nap. She did not. I got smacked. And she said, wake up. My water just broke. And I'm like, oh. All right. I guess this shit is happening. So uh, we jumped in a truck. Uh, we had a Bronco. White Bronco at the time. Not OJ's. Uh, but no, no. Explorer. Explorer. Sorry. Get out of my head. <laughs> that is exactly um, where I was going to go. Yeah. So we are literally flying down I-65 going to uh, Norton's. Was that uh, you? That was the hospital that was closest, or that was the hospital. You that that was just the one that we were going to. So, and uh, get there. Oh my God! What a that was a bit of a shit show, too. I'm not gonna lie. So there's a there's a place where you pull up and you know moms can get out and run in, kind of thing. Well, we had already been there that day, that morning. We knew the routine. We know where to go, left, right, bump, bump. Screech up. She jumps out. She's like. Wandering off, I'm going up to the uh, window, saying, "Hey, my wife's here. Uh, we're having a baby, I think." Da, da, da. And they're like, uh, "I think what?" <laughs> and I'm, uh, and she's she's just she's not staying with me. She's wandering back. She knows where to go. She just keeps going. She's gonna go get up in the leg hangups. She's oh yeah, like exactly. Ready to go. Exactly. And I'm like, um, and they're like, "Kim, Kim." <laughs> they're like, "Just go with your wife. Just go with your wife." I was like, "Yeah, okay, cool." They don't do that with a lot of... They bring they bring her a wheelchair. And they say, okay, here, just sit down, just sit down. She goes, if I sit down, I'm going to sit on its head. <laughs> <laughs> that is the line from the day, for sure. You put that on a t-shirt, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, got, her, got her back in. It was a nice little, it was a nice, sweet, da-da-da. Uh, 20 minutes later, bada-boom, bada-bing. Sarah pops out. No meds, no nothing, just boom. Thirty minute comedy. Yeah, thirty minute comedy. Compared to compared to the drama, oh, the last one. Yeah. Do you think your background, your career, your degree, do you think that influenced you as she was pregnant? No, you didn't. We thought we knew. <laughs> we did. We thought we were smart. We knew. We, we took the classes. We read all the stuff. Did you do... Were you nope. Kim's Lamaze partner? Did uh, she go to any Lamaze class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We did. Uh, and, uh, again, um, that that helped a little bit, but... Uh, and I, I I'm not uh, you know, dissuading it uh, by any stretch, but... I think that was kind of a, a trend. I don't know if that's still a thing. No, I think it's fine. I've never been to one. I don't know. It's just... Uh, you know, you can't plan it for everything, and and we thought we had planned everything. We had a house, jobs. She was a nurse. I was a scientist. We'd read all the books. We knew how this stuff was supposed to go, and it just went tits up. <laughs> and we're like, we're just gonna ride. Yeah, I mean, and I, th- and I think that's that's sort of the thing when you become a parent or. It's not all going to go smooth. It won't, guaranteed. But you got to be able to ride the waves and 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 enjoy riding the waves. 
which is not easy sometimes. It, it sometimes it sucks. All right, rapid fire, right here. Um, tell me your favorite lie that you ever told your kid. Jesus Christ, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's not really a rapid fire question. Yeah, that that that's a uh, hmm hmm. I think you're Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Oh yeah. Oh, and we had him. We had him snookered for so long. I met Sarah and Sam's Santa Claus, which is you. <laughs> um, I met them in a panic. We had just left Graham's house, which is Kim's mom. Just uh-huh. left her house. I was wearing probably five layers of clothes. It was cold. It was Christmas. I had just gotten like several Carhartt things mm-hmm. and Carhartt hat and Carhartt sure. jacket. Mm-hmm. And I was sweating. I was just so excited for Christmas. I fell asleep sweating. No shit. I did. But then I was asleep on the couch, sitting up. And... (laughs) (laughs) Alcoholic? Yeah. It was one of those moments where you blink. You think you blink, and you open your eyes, and actually eight hours has passed. (laughs) Yeah, that's never happened to me. Merry Christmas. (laughs) So there I was on the couch at probably... 4 a.m. Um, damp because I'd been sweating and yeah, nothing fun. It was just were, Christmas. Were, were you moist? <laughs> just my upper body. <laughs> just my upper body was moist. And Kim, I don't know if you grabbed me by the shoulders or if that's just some extra flavor, but you said, "Wake up! Wake up! Santa Claus is coming!" <laughs> I was in a panic. <laughs> I was immediately eight years old again. I was like, oh, jeez, I better get out of here then. <laughs> and she goes, go, get out of here. Santa Claus is coming. And I said, but, so there I was, damp on the couch, moist, some people say, from the waist up. Um, and she said, Santa Claus is coming. And she said, get out of here. So I just ran to the guest room. And uh, Sarah was asleep because it was Christmas Eve. And she said, do my parents know you just walked in here? And I said, Santa Claus is coming. <laughs> I said, I didn't know you were in here. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming. And they said, well, all right. She, Sarah said that, and I said, well, let's just go back to sleep. He'll be gone for too long. Plenty of houses to get to. And then all of a sudden, there was a bunch of thudding and cussing. Yep. For some reason... The night before, you had been given a hatchet as a gift, uh-huh. and you were chopping firewood. It wasn't at four. It wasn't at four. This was like six in the morning. You had already gone back to sleep. No, th- no, yeah. I was not back yeah. asleep from yeah. you. From me panicking, I-, I will say maybe I didn't wake up at four. I'll say maybe I wake up at later at six or seven. But being damp from the waist up, I didn't know what time was. I don't know a concept of a clock, but there we hear thudding and cussing, and then we hear a scream of "Rob, they're trying to sleep." <laughs> I was making uh, kindling for the fire for the morning, and you know what your daughter said that morning? No. What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, so what did she say? He's crazy, but he's free. (laughs) (laughs) But tell me about the crown theory, because this is a, correct me if I'm wrong, this is an original. 
right, so yeah, so um, all right, so we're gonna have to put this in, into some sort of a perspective. So, like for instance, when I went to school, uh, kindergarten, and I, you guys are younger, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Nowadays, well, one of the things you bring is a uh, package of crayons. Is that still a thing? Some kid showed up with uh, an eight pack. You know, it's got uh, your basic variety of colors: <clears throat> white, red, black, green, yellow, blue. Right. Some other kids showed up with like the two hundred fifty-six pack. It's got magenta, chartreuse. Those are Blue's Clues characters. <laughs> I thought they were strippers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, actually, I'm pretty sure I did hear that at a strip club once. <clears throat> anyway, um, but anyway, but they're, 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 the colors are subtle, right? There's subtle differences between red, green, blue, yellow. Yeah, that's how you get magenta and chartreuse, correct? So, so. These different colors are obviously uh, sub-varieties of all the other colors. Well, young men, most men, boys, when they're born, uh, and when they grow up, teenagers become young adults. They have that eight-pack of crayons. They have red, blue, white, yellow, which is like happy, sad, hungry, horny. The seven dwarves. Angry. The you seven know. dwarves. Yeah, it, 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 it's very, there, there's not a lot of subtlety. However, with young women, and this is, a, this is the thing I learned, because I knew about the eight pack. I had the eight pack. I mean, that was good. They've got the 256 pie. They've got the magenta and the chartreuse and the cyan and blah, blah, And they would literally be upset or crying or, or happy, sad thing and come to me and I was like, I don't understand what emotion you're having right now because that's not a thing. <clears throat> But it turns out it really is. And women, in general, not all, don't want to make it a crazy thing, are incredibly more emotionally intelligent than men. That's why they have this 256 pack. They can see, they can be happy, sad, and a little jealous at the same time. Whereas guys, we don't do that. It's like, I'm either happy for you, bro, or I'm going to kick your ass, bro. Or, I mean, we can be a little more delicate, but not much. Anyway. The reason that this is important is because men think that women are insane. We think they're way too just crazy, you know, emotional, what they're on a period or whatever. Ah, they're crazy. It's like, no, no. They're <clears throat> incredibly uh, 
emotionally intelligent. They can pick up on things that we never would. And I didn't understand that until I was like, wow, all right. Um, like, for instance, if my wife and I would go to a, a cocktail party, she would be in. <clears throat> I would walk in. <clears throat> I would be like, where's my buddy? Is there an open bar? What kind of food they get? Oh, shit, there's my boy. Woo! We're going to have a good time. Whereas Kim, with, without even thinking about it, it's, it's not even... Again, it's, it's, it's completely, uh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, long story short. <laughs> well, during, she would be like, who's, why is he talking to her? Why is she talking to him? Why are they wearing that? And it literally happens in a split second. They, 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 they take in that information and they, they, uh, make it, ah, fuck. Um, Do you think that is the difference in men and women societally, biologically, cultural? Cul- I, culturally? That's no, I, I think it's biological at this point, for sure. Uh, and, sorry, there's a cat that's drinking very loudly. Eating very loudly. Well, it's uh, drinking with her cat. Uh, welcome to the first episode of uh, Drinking With Your Cat. <laughs> so not only do you have two daughters, you have a uh, wife that's also a lady, and you have, bad phrase, bad bad verb, you had three <laughs> cats that are also women. Yes. Um, Canoli, Beans, and Kitten. Yeah. And you were overseas, and one of them was about to kick the bucket. And you take the microphone from here. Okay, so yeah, I get a phone call, uh, which I tell you what, which was really cool. Um, oh, wow, that is not. Uh, if you listen to the end of the story, really cool is not. <laughs> really cool is not what most people would say. Most people being uh, uh, Kim and Sam and Sarah, they would not say it's really cool. <laughs> uh, no, uh, as far as uh, being in a war zone and combat zone. Uh, being able to call home uh, pretty much whenever you want to and maybe have it only have a five-second delay, that was pretty fucking cool. Um, the bad part of that was... Uh, we, nah. <laughs> we want the good, we want the bad, we want the ugly. Uh, the, bad, the bad is when you can't call home because you're out on missions and shit goes sour, but... Yeah, and the wife watches way too much CNN. <clears throat> uh, but that, that's not the point of this story. Uh, the point of this story is, uh, I got a sick cat at home. Uh, I'm, uh, and this uh, was Beans. Yeah, yeah. The beans. oldest of the cats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, little black cat we got for free back in the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's a sweet little kitty cat. Uh, actually, she's kind of mean. Uh, <laughs> yes. She was. Uh, wow. Now, now I'm in Af- Afghanistan, literally on the other side of the world. 12-hour difference. Uh, I get a phone call. You know, I may not have been having a great day. You know, Afghanistan, it's fun every day. <laughs> I heard they have the best theme parks there. Oh, yes, the water parks are the best. I did hear that. Through the minefields, it's the best. Jesus <laughs> 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 uh, Yeah. Um, 
Right. Sick cat. Really sick cat. Sick cat's gonna die, pretty much. Uh, it, from, from what my wife's telling me, it's, so this cat is dead. We're gonna spend, I don't know, a thousand dollars on treating this cat before it dies. I'm like, why would we do that? She goes, because you are. <laughs> you are not letting this cat die. We're spending every fucking dollar we've got to make this cat live. I'm not dealing with this bullshit with you overseas. And this fucking cat dying and these kids losing their minds. I'm like, okay. And not, <laughs> not everybody can see it, but uh, Rob almost grinded down one of his molars. He was gritting his teeth so hard. Oh, no. She did. Holy shit. I mean, she she never left it up to like, she was literally, this is what we're doing. I don't give a goddamn what you can, you motherfucker, you're, <laughs> yeah, she wasn't real happy with me. Though. Anyway, by the way, there's a second part to the uh, crayon analogy that I've got to get in. I don't know about this it, one. This is going to be real. it's going to be really short. Does this have to do with the sharpener in the back? Exactly. Oh so, my God. So, sorry. So, as, as guys do. Anybody does. You're gonna lose a crown or two. You're gonna break one or two. You know, one or some of them get like fucking rubbed down to the nub, right? It's you rub. Not good. That's guys. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've lost a crayon or two. Women have the 256 carton, right? Yes. You know what? You know what they have? They have a sharpener in the middle. So over the years. They don't lose them. They they sharpen them. So the older, the more experienced a woman gets, the more wise she becomes. When, when they sharpen, it's more precise. They can see things more clearly, more on point. But developed. When you say sharpen, you mean developed? You yeah. mean like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have this new for experience. Sure. For right. sure. Do you have any advice for a future mother? A young lady or a, a, uh, maybe in her 20s or her 30s or 40s or 50s? We don't know. Or they might get pregnant. Do you have any advice? I think, I think the obvious thing to say is... Uh, Pick a good guy, but I think that's too obvious. Um, I think there are a lot of women out there who can uh, can handle the whole thing on their own. So all I'm saying is, just just beware. It's going to be a lot more than you think it's going to be. Period. For the money that you're going to set aside, that you're going to uh, uh, put forward that, <clears throat> double it, if not more. Um, and if you're in a fortunate relationship where you're with a good guy, make sure you're a good guy. But you don't have to. But it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> but if it's a bad guy, it makes it way worse.
Yeah. All right, we, we only have a, a slight amount of bourbon left. Um, thank you again for being, um, for letting us uh, record you and hear about your life, your daughters, um, your parenting style, for everything. Thank you, really do appreciate it. We, well, um, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I expected you gave, that. You gave me uh, free booze. Uh, if you're going to buy me a free bottle of booze and... Uh, beer. I'll talk to you about anything. All day, every day. Uh, so, you've been a big shout-out guy. With that being said, uh, you buy a bottle, you buy a six-pack. Uh, shout-out to Timmy at uh, Juanita's, serving up uh, uh, fifty drafts. And you know what? Timmy's uh, uh, wounds are non-life-threatening. Timmy's wounds. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to put a bar somewhere, oh, not, not a, ranking bar, but a ranking bar, you'd put it right there. Uh, so we end every episode the same, uh, no matter who's in the room, no matter who's just sitting at the table. Um, we do a cheers. Oh, fuck. Really? We, yeah, we do a cheers that you say with your buddies. We do a cheers you say at home. All right, well, so here we do. Uh, here we do. Here. It's a military thing. All right, well, Rob, uh, take us out. All right, gentlemen, ladies, here's to us, those like us, those who want to be like us. Fuck the rest. Hoo-wah.